0: Dimp Digital presents, Idle Game Chat.
1: Cool. <laughs> Hello apps here from DIMP Digital, welcome to Idle Game Chat. This is DIMP Digital's flagship video game podcast where we take you through the ups and downs of the wonderful world of video games. We're here on your favourite podcast app and YouTube absolutely free, however if you do want to support this grassroots independent endeavour, head over to patreon.com forward slash DIMP Digital and join the community, hashtag hand in pocket this week i'm joined once again second week running (laughs) by our resident referee slogan how's it going
0: good hot good hot
1: hot now you wait till when people are listening to this it'll be monday for the freebies they're going to be boiling if they're in the uk so spare a thought for them poor bastards having to a mel and listen to this
0: i had someone at work say to me the other day um Literally earlier, saying basically, like, do the trains stop or struggle to operate with the heat here? Because she's from America. Right. And I yeah. was like, I was like, well, basically, if anything's a bit hot or a bit cold, then it all comes to a standstill. Yeah. Uh, so I literally said, it's pathetic and it does annoy me. And I think that is the, to sum it up, really. Like, Whoa. why would we not run trains? They're struggling to or, run
1: in normal conditions because they keep going on bloody strike. So. We've got that now affecting things.
0: <laughs> no. It's just bizarre, isn't it? The, yeah, I mean, it, look, it, it is the, it, the simple fact is we don't have hot or cold days that often. So you can't necessarily build everything and have everything in place to cater for these odd occasions. But mm. yeah, it is still ridiculous. Like, I don't understand how steel or iron uh, tracks can bend in the heat. See the state of it. Right. Like
1: they sometimes post the pictures on the socials and the state of those tracks, mm. and you think, "Why well, am I not getting flipped off every morning?" <laughs> yeah, well, it's bizarre, it. isn't it? Yeah, it's 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 also ties into like I've got the windows open now, so I'm concerned that some yob will go by and be like, "I'm ruining the <laughs> entire podcast." But I don't normally do that because it's you know excessively hot. There, I have done that, and then I thought, "Well, uh, we're investing in this this air conditioning malarkey," but then, like you said, it's literally like. It's like two weeks of, of full of days tops that it's gonna get used. I'm like, is that worth the investment? I'll probably spend twelve hundred quid of energy bills trying to keep it running as well. Yeah. So I'm gonna be even further out of pocket and I think, well, I'll just get the windows open and it inevitably just lets hot air in and I just melt it regardless, so that's not happening. Yeah.
0: It's uh it, it I mean arguably it's difficult to keep all that cold air in. You as soon as you open a door it all evacuates or windows yeah. you gotta have everything closed and yeah, no, I, don't, I know what you mean. It's just, it's exactly that. It's like two weeks of hell, but then it all just goes back to being average to... Bearable, really. yeah. Mm. yeah. Well,
1: at least the, the patron bods will be enjoying this in a what will seem like cool conditions on a Friday, Saturday or Sunday, because mm. the quoted temperatures are getting up to the 39s and 40s on, on Tuesday. In the plus 35 on Monday. So, So. might not be here next week. Might have just collapsed from heat exhaustion. So, we will see. Um, Quick update. Remember last week? Actually, people, mm. are, are, I can hear him already going, where's Adkins? Ag- have you killed him? No, Adkins is he's not dead. He might be dead. I don't know. I haven't spoke to him today. <laughs> but he was live last time I checked in with him. In fact, no, he just posted the Office Lego set that's been released. So he's still alive as we record this. Um, I just thought the poor boy might deserve a summer break. And I, I enjoyed last week's episode. I thought, well, Logan's always good, good value. So he's having a few weeks off. Why not?
0: rotation
1: probably should do that more often really because it is fatiguing it's all right for me but i know others are like bloody hell
0: well i don't ever really mind doing it because it's like it isn't really taxing well, so get don't, me on don't tell them that i'm supposed that. to pay I for this ideally well no well I say it's not difficult i mean mm. it's because we're talented and it comes Giant. naturally yes well, but, yeah, yeah. but um i think it's always the same isn't it it's like trying to tease some people up and if they're not expecting it they're don't know what to look at. Or what Adkins to always
1: though. expects it and he's never ready. So that's another... <laughs> you know what he's like. No. He'll be, he'll, he'll be back shortly, but um, don't worry about him. He's having a, having a little rest. Everyone needs a little rest now and again. So from last week, I mentioned that Forsaken delay. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'd speculated that um, it was purely for scheduling reasons in that God of Wars had got a release date like a month before or a month after Forsaken. On that same day, they went, yeah, it's been delayed. And I didn't didn't actually read the actual kind of message that they'd sent Mm. out. But here's the giveaway. This is on the tweet. I don't know why I wasn't prepared or decided not to do this. Usually, I'm quite far, but that time I was like, no, just snatch the headline and then talk about it. So that was lazy. But here's the actual message. As a result of ongoing discussions with our key partners, we've made the strategic decision to move the launch date of forespoken... January the 24th, 2023. All game elements are now complete and development is in its final polishing phase. Now, I know better than to listen and take these these comments as read, these articles, these statements, because they're, you know, PR machine and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But that's, to me, indicates quite clearly that they're at least want to peddle the narrative that it was going to be ready and that a strategic partner has decided that, you know, it might it might be better for all parties if you don't release Near God of War. Because we're going to be doing the marketing for both games, and one of them we care about more than you're forsaken. It was forespoken, so I wanted to. Sneak I think that up. I
0: think that's fair, isn't it? Uh, yeah. I mean, if if you're the if you're you know if you're going up against the one of the biggest IPs, then mm. it's probably not going to. You're probably thinking, oh, I could do about that? That's not going to give us the best chance of success, is it?" Yeah. So- and
1: Sony have paid them for exclusivity as well. So who's them to have two games released that close? Because the yeah. month before that, you've got the Last of Us Part One, which they want to pedal. Like you want to give people some level of breathing space. Otherwise, people just be like, oh, wait until God of War comes out, and then
0: I suspect there's so this always happens yeah. in some form behind the scenes when you're trying to work out a release date. You're probably either thinking, get in there before a certain yeah. competitor, or, or if you're coming up against something like that, you're thinking, cool, we really we want the the runway clear. Yeah. Um, so it makes sense. I don't think they should be too too upset about that if that is the case.
1: I always remember 2016 because of Titanfall 2 and that release. They chuffed it. Uh, yeah, in EA this yeah. is. So EA had Titanfall 2 and that year's Battlefield released them two weeks apart and then COD was closely by as well. It was like a four-week gap where those three games all released. Yeah. And guess what bombed? Titanfall 2. And that was yeah. the end of that. We haven't seen it since. We've got Apex. Thank you. So, yeah.
0: <laughs> think, I mean, think yeah. About, think about it. Like, the thing is, you can kind of understand it in a certain way. I reckon there's an arrogance that they oh, back game. Yeah, like a hundred percent. But it's like when you actually look at it and you take yourself out of the the goggle vision of your your own game, you, you're never going to, you know, especially against Call of Duty, it's always going to be a tough run. Yeah. And you, you always knew that Titanfall Two was below. You think, come on. But no, they shot themselves in the foot. And still to this day, have not really played that. Have you done the Never campaign? Will. No, I did get it and I started Aww. it. But I was just a bit like... I know a lot of people, and I think you said it was a good campaign. Mm. But I just find it... I always find it hard to play games that have been out for a while.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: I, I don't know why. It's like...
1: You're like, it it... you like the But I suppose with that game, I know the campaign's standalone, but... One of the main appeals of Titanfall two would have been the multiplayer as well, and that's gone. Like you, you, that's not even a factor. So it is just going to be the campaign, mm. which I still think is a worthwhile play through as a, as an FPS mm. fan and an offline campaign. But there is a, a zeitgeist, isn't there? With certain games, that if you play it too late, you are kind of like, eh,
0: I've I've missed I've missed it for so
1: long. It's been that'll be what six mm. years. Like I can live without it now.
0: Yeah, basically, and <laughs> uh, it shouldn't be that way. And I think. There's some, I think when I played it, I just found it a bit, um, a bit old. I don't know mm. why. I think it was a couple of years ago I tried to play it and even that what well, it'd been like four years old and I just think there was some of the mechanics that just felt aged mm. and I was just like, mm. just not, I just wasn't enjoying it that much. Mm. It's strange. I got, I just found, I was just like, it's not horrific. Um, but I, d- I think I didn't really like the the battles and stuff in it, particularly either. I found that a bit um, bit boring, to be honest, yeah. weirdly.
1: Fair enough, fair enough. Well, that's that. That's that's my view on Forspoken, just trying to pat myself on the back. But people say there's no chance that ever happened. I'm like, well, you can have your opinion. Goodbye. The Division, resurgence. Now, I can already hear again, people go, oh, are you talking about that again? Like, what's the division getting involved work for? Like, well, hang on a minute. There is a there is a thread here. So me and Logan are actually playing through the division two at the moment. So yep. the timing once again seems to have worked out for us in that we're. I'll say what we're maybe halfway. I think we're level sixteen or seventeen, and it's level thirty. I believe it's like the story stuff. So we're maybe halfway mm. through. We're doing we're doing quite a thorough job of it, and we're doing like a proper clear down at the moment. Whether we do fatiguing to breakneck speed in the latter part is still up for debate. But we're, we're being quite conservative, just putting in two hour or so slots. When we get fed up, we just say, right, I've had enough today and walk off. We don't sit there for six hours like Outriders and get shirty with the game. So that was, a bit, That's a lesson learned, that wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, <laughs> we're being quite disciplined with it, which I think is a good way to tackle these games because there's a lot to do. Mm. And, the, and the clear down doesn't feel quite as, as big a task because it's just being done... over Mm -hmm. over many, many weeks. Anyway, Ubisoft announced a a mobile version of The Division Is Coming called Resurgence. And I want to get your opinion. You've seen the videos that they've they've posted, the walkthrough. Um, What are we looking at here? Any potential?
0: Well, if they keep calling it Resurgence, then no, (laughs) because it's like, why are we not pronouncing it right? Resurgence. You resurge. You don't resurge. It's really annoying me. I don't know why. Maybe the maybe I'll get corrected on that by the audience, but I'm pretty sure I'm right on that. <laughs> I don't know. That's uh, me. Yeah. Uh, it's... Yeah, so I watched the videos, the release videos from Ubisoft, and it... It looks better, like graphically and, and everything. It looks, it runs, or at least on the what they were showing it was. I don't know what they were running it on, but mm. it looked like it run well. It had a good frame rate. It was consistent. And it looks remarkably like, you know, a, a bit of a back to basics kind of, I don't know, I wouldn't even say it's a back to basics, but a little bit of a torn down version of what we're playing at the minute. Nice. Yeah, it's, it's obviously not as detailed and it's a bit more, Graphically basic, but I think for a mobile game, you could probably say it looks good. Yeah. Um, and I think I was quite impressed by that and the depth that's going to it, and and the mechanics and everything seem very similar. I still a cover shooter, um, and they've basically said they tried to uh, shorten down some of those missions so that you could just quickly jump on, as most people do in their mobile gaming, jump on five ten minutes, do a mission, and jump off. Um, but I do have my reservations as to how well the controls. Well, I mean, they said they've been it's adapted, and I was like, "Yeah, I know you can adapt it, but does it still work?" Because yeah. largely, I don't like touchscreen shooting games. I don't like Call of Duty Mobile, um, Fortnite. I don't like for, I don't like any game like that on a on a mobile. I just think mm. it absolutely sours the experience. You, oh, playable, you, you play
1: more mobile than I do, for sure. But they're usually traditional mobile games, I'm assuming, that, that aren't really high in action. That, yeah,
0: exactly, yeah. yeah. I mean, my my favourite mobile developer is Supercell. Right. Like they, they have nailed down mobile gaming, I think, and they do these very kind of basic... But entertaining games, um, like a lot of leveling up, a lot of variety. Mm. Um, and they are my, my favorite one. I think they're a Swedish company, but they do Clash of Clans, uh, Clash Royale, right, um, and a few others which are incredibly popular mobile games. And I just think they suit mobile down to the ground. I don't and traditionally don't like games that are scaled down, console games, PC games that are scaled down onto onto mobile devices i just don't think the touchscreen works i can hear the crowd shouting or you can get uh controllers and things and it's like well if we're doing that then i might as well just use my console <laughs> i don't understand why i would get one of these concert like control holders and put my phone on the top of the controller and play like that because surely if i've got the controller with me you might have gone I'd away. Be... You might have
1: gone away somewhere. Gone to like Centre Parks and gone. core, family's out swimming. Oh, I couldn't be bothered today. Yep. It's too hot again because there's no aircon there. And then you thought, well, oh, what have I got? I haven't bought the switch because that don't get switched on anymore. I've got. This I've never model, seen right.
0: anyone doing this.
1: <laughs> I haven't even, to be
0: fair. I've never seen anyone get on the train and think, Oh, do you know what I'm going to pay call of duty mobile on the train today? My controller, like it just (laughs) in the real world, it doesn't happen. So everyone's would be doing it with their fingers and thumbs. And it just, (laughs) I think it just translates into a poor experience or not a poor one, but just a, a less enjoyable experience. It doesn't come as intuitively as a controller. Mm. Um, and I think I said this. I think I said to you this morning when you when we were talking about it. I was like, I struggle at the best of times with the mechanics. Sometimes in the division, yeah, even just with um, a fully
1: fledged controller mapping. That's still
0: fully fledged controller. All the FPS in the world, yeah. like, the tech in the world. Like, the idea of trying to thread a needle with some of these cover shooters with a. With the shooting mechanics, just doesn't sound that ideal to me. No, well, uh, I, I, I
1: agree with all that. Like I, I was impressed with what they could do. I mean, I have no idea what the mobile space looks like these days. I'm mm. just completely ignorant to it. But I was like, this looks, you know, pretty pretty good. Given the given the Switch a run for its money. Mm. Um, I mean, people are going to start going, oh, you're anti-Nintendo. <laughs> so just you wait. Just you, you, you wait. You'll be you'll be happy in a minute. But then, yeah, you've got the the whole. I will just think. For me, I'm like, why? Why would I ever choose this way to play? Like, I'm never that desperate to play something. Like, I'm never in a jam. Like, I've only got my phone. I need to get my game in. Yes. Yeah, this never. It's never a, a thing. If I'm going somewhere, if I'm going on holiday where I think I might want to, then that's where the switch does, you yeah. know, get dusted off and, and taken into a into the hand luggage, and it could be used for that. But I still get a bad neck. It doesn't matter what I do with these this, yeah. this portable crap bad Nick all the time. So I'll I'll try and avoid doing it if possible, but
0: I I don't enjoy it. I I don't, I think it's quite possibly the worst way to do gaming. Mm. Like, what about
1: streaming to the phone? So a cloud-based conversion Uh, of them onto a mobile. That's, that's the ultimate, isn't it?
0: Yeah. (laughs) Not only do you get the device with the poor controls, you get the lag as well Yeah. um, to deal with, but it's, I, I, you know, it's really it, it is amazing technologically yeah. that you can do that on a phone. Like even when someone says, and as you said, the graphics look good. Really, mm. yeah. Um, and if you'd have said so to ten years ago, you can play Call of Duty, The Division, Fortnite, or these on a mobile device. It really is a testament to the technology more than anything. Yeah. I think it's quite incredible, but it's still limited by, as you said. I, I mean, I. I always just look down like that, and as you say, after twenty minutes, you've got a bad neck, and that's how is it it. <laughs> um, and it's just ergonomically poor. Oh yeah, I just ha- yeah. It, it really. And it, in every way, it just makes the experience of gaming less enjoyable, yeah. and it makes it seem more of an effort. Um, but there must be a market for it, and I can imagine it must be a younger generation, yeah, perhaps that are more Absolutely. tactile than perhaps you or I. Are um, and are much better suited to doing that. I mean, I sometimes I think about it. Is the thing when I think mobile, is it should I be thinking tablet? Like, would it be yeah.
1: Yeah, it more could
0: be. appropriate on a tablet? But yeah. if you've tried tablet gaming, mm. Mm, it's even you know, holding something that weight, that size, with your hands and it doesn't because I've been there and tried it because I've had that dilemma myself. Um, but yeah, I just. There must be a market for it. Because Call of
1: Duty Mobile makes absolute bank. Yeah. I think it's really popular in China from where I was reading up on it. Like it's huge over there. Mm. So that's obviously one market that typically the the common Mm. narrative is that the the Asia markets in in particular are all over mobile, whether it's Japan or China or, Mm. you know, over there. That's obviously a market that's – especially China's a huge number of people. If you can get in there and be successful – You're laughing, aren't you? Whereas for us old Westerners, we're like, well... Or or old... Yeah, I'll say old Westerners, because like you said, the youngsters coming up, probably like, what are these old fucks moaning about? The thing is, there's
0: people (laughs) half our age that we're doing this. Like, and that's the reality of it now. And younger. And younger. Like, it's it's just incredible how much... I mean, I think I'm adapted to it, but... People that have been brought up with it since they were born, really, yeah. are just, just like like second nature. Yeah, cause for a long time, but, uh, it wasn't a
1: thing for us, was it? Just what the mobile wasn't a thing. Then the mobile no. came, and it was like, "Cool, oh, look at all this!" Bloody typing all this garbage out. Then it was like, "Well, you're yeah. going to get keyboards and all these." This BlackBerry revolution, <laughs> and then the iPhone come along, and was like, "Nah, you won't be doing that. You'll be using touch screens." Oh, by the way, we've put a PC, a mini PC, in there, so you can do all this other shit. And it was like, "What?"
0: Yeah, it is. I mean, t- technologically, what's available now, even on like my handset, which is a budget handset, like what it can run, yeah. it can quite happily run Call of Duty Mobile. It's mm. got no—I've tried it. It's got no issues with it. Happy with that. Um, so you get, you know, a higher end, mid to high end phone, and it's the capability is incredible. Yeah. But it, it doesn't matter to me what handset you've got. They're all the same shape. They're still the same. You know, I've got a bigger screen. I think I've got like a six point two inch screen.
1: Right, and yeah. it's one
0: of the bigger ones. And even playing it on that, it's like this is really too small.
1: What about if they do a Diablo Immortal? And that's a, that's the mobile version of Diablo. Apparently, that's yeah. making fucking bank as well. A few hundred million yeah. being churned out. Of I did that, download so. that. Yeah. I did. But so I just. Well, they ported that to PC. So what if they said, look, you can play Division Resurgence on your laptop. And let's live in a world where your laptop isn't. Fifteen years Ryan. old, or whatever it is, and you yeah. could do that. Or would you be like, no, this is just the mobile version on a PC, which is most people have said about Diablo. Could that well, could that ever tempt you if it just oh. appears on? Let's say if it appears on the Xbox as well. Yeah, they're like, yeah, it's free. You just download it and you have a go at it.
0: Yeah, I'd I'd, I'd be more than happy to do that as long as it's scaled properly and it didn't look like a three sixty game. And wow. I still got well, this is the trouble, right? It still got. a Perform otherwise it's like if I'm if I'm with my console yeah. why'd I play Call of Duty Mobile over Warzone? Like what? <laughs> There's no value in that. <laughs> well, this is the trouble, right? This is probably why it hasn't come there because it's like why would people even bother? Um, so but I think it depends. I mean, the, this story is rich backstory, which yeah. is I think what I said to you. I was like, it's actually set before the first division. It's kind of like an origins prequel, um, to to the division. So I think. I, on the basis it, it's a standalone game with a different story, and it kind of might give me some backstory to what we're doing at the moment. There might be an argument that I'd be more interested in doing that. Um, so yeah, I think I think it it can't be a bad thing. I think what I always it's also got the potential to be riddled with microtransactions. I mean, if they're putting all these this effort into putting sound to mobile for free. And there's going to be microtransactions or ads. And I'd rather have microtransactions than ads because ads are the bane of mobile gaming. (laughs) Um, But if you could put up with that and you like the mobile gaming, then I think it's a good way to access uh, the division. But for for me personally, it's like, yeah, that looks good. But I just couldn't think of anything I'd rather pick up less than do games like that on a mobile personally
1: no i that's where i kind of was but i thought i know out of most of the people that reside in this dimp clan or clique that you might be tempted but yeah mm. it's, it sounds like you're not so
0: i like a certain type of mobile yeah. games i like mobile gaming i think it's a great thing to be able to do but it has to be the right sort of game mm. and i like sort of like quick games like Half Stone, for example, works well still on mobile. Like, there's no real degradation between playing it on mobile and with a mouse or on a laptop or a tablet. Like, I think that moves well onto mobile devices. But shooting games, whether it's first or third person, I'm a bit like, "Mm, if you've got touch controller controls on the screen, if that's involved, it's like, "Mm, that's 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 just a no go for me. No,
1: well. People can sign up for the alpha if they want to. Ubisoft, again, offering these pre-release alphas and probably more important for a mobile game than any of them. But we talked about Skull and Bones last week and that's that's out there as well. But Division Resurgence is coming at some point, I think, in 2023. And it uh, doesn't sound like either of us are going to bother with it. Rich backstory denied.
0: Number two- it would be interesting if they brought that to, to Xbox, though. I'm, a bit, I'm slightly annoyed that... There's rich backstory to be had.
1: No and one's ever had... annoyed about losing division-rich backstory. You're the first person in the world to say that. You must be. <laughs>
0: <laughs> look, I wouldn't... Uh, yeah, I mean, look, it's, it's not like it's the most engaging story. But, I mean, just broadly speaking, like, some games, like, to bring a, a, like a, a prequel story and it not be directly available on the console you're playing it on is a bit weird.
1: Is it? A pro- I thought it was set between one and two, or is it like jumping around? Is it one of these spin-offs that's kind of touching bases with all of it? We're going to go down the fucking you... law thing in a minute, <laughs> if we're not careful. About you the can correct division. me,
0: but I, but I thought they said it was set before the first division.
1: So that would be, I'm just trying to think how the division works, during the outbreak, I assume. No, you...
0: so the outbreak, I think, has happened. Yeah, yeah. But this is, it's a, there's still a period of time that's gone between the outbreak and when you start the division. And I think it's just before division starts. Like the what I say the division is still there, but before the story starts in, in the first division.
1: Yeah, they did say, you're right. All we've got here is resurgence takes place in the post christ New York City and offers new perspectives on key story events that have taken place in previous titles. And that's... All right. I said they'll probably change it before it comes out anyway. And then we won't have to worry about it. But there we go. Off you go to the alpha test if you wanna wanna go that. If you want the rich law, then get in contact with Logan. He seems to know it all, so without even finishing the second game, he's he's up to snuff with the timeline of the division. Oh dear. Number two Bayonet Bayonetta Free yes. gets a release date and trailer. So that's twenty eighth of October twenty twenty two. I moaned to Adkins about this being missing off their partner showcase three weeks ago, or whatever it might have been, and they decided just to drop this out of nowhere. I'm like, what are you doing? (laughs) But fair enough, it's done now. But the, the bigger question for me, to you, is I feel like Nintendo have started to pack some heat in 2022. Okay, we've got no Zelda, we've got no Mario, the undisputed kings of their stable, you would say. But here's a list of the games that have come out and the games that are scheduled to come out in 2022. Mm-hmm. Pokemon Legends Arceus. Triangle Strategy. Kirby and the Forgotten Land. Nintendo Switch Sports. Mario Strikers Battle League. Fire Emblem Warriors Free Hopes. Live Alive, that's a remake, coming next week, in fact. Xenoblade Chronicles Free coming in a few weeks. Splatoon Free, Bayonetta Free. Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. And they've got that Advance War 1 plus 2 reboot camp that was supposed to come out, I think, in April, and then Putin decided to upset the world. So it's been pushed back and indefinitely delayed. So, I mean, I don't, I've don't. i played Arceus. Everyone's heard my thoughts on that. The idea is exactly what I was after. Execution had some to be desired, technically. Um, yeah. Xenoblade, sorry, not Xenoblade. Bayonetta 3, something I am quite tempted to to jump in on but i'll probably want to play the first two before i do have access to those if i want to do that so it's just a case of making the time failing that i could just watch a catch up and just jump and dive straight in but there's a lot of other games on there that don't necessarily appeal to me but they've churned out almost 12 games but they're gonna by the time the schedule's done almost 12 games of a year that's seemingly uh strong stuff for a, if you're a fan of their stable I don't see how this is anything but a great year not saying it speaks yeah. to you necessarily all that stuff no but no. sometimes you've got to look at what's happening and think well the people that do like their stuff they're absolutely laughing and then we've got fucking Jim Ryan at Sony scrabbling <laughs> around trying to get free games out and Phil's just giving up and said I ain't doing nothing I've had enough this year Nintendo just churning out stuff for their fans <laughs> and happily getting on with it whilst printing absolute money.
0: Uh, and not getting largely shat on like all the others are in some way, shape or form. Yeah. Um Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I guess that speaks volumes to the strength of, of the line-up now on the Switch. I mean, to be sitting here and saying that they've had a strong year and to your point without any Zelda or Mario being lurking like that, yeah. that's quite incredible. It's like saying Xbox had a strong year without... Any Halo or Gears of War or something, or yeah. with, you know, what people have arguably got these consoles for. Um, but I think I'm trying to think now what happened last year, and my gut instinct is that it was pretty barren land. Well, we had is a discussion
1: and said a similar thing that there wasn't much for us, but again, there was just volume yeah. of Nintendo, you know. Franchises yeah, and, and spin offs and stuff. So again they kind of served their customer base. Who, who I mean I'm the trouble with me is I'm only there for the gym, so that's they are few and far between, in my opinion, mm. so I don't get involved with it too often. But if you if you're just ingrained in this this world of Nintendo and love all these mm. sports takes on Mario and Kirby and Switch Sports, which is like Wii Sport, like
0: you're cackling. There's plenty to be getting on with. I mean, there, I think it's probably fair to say there's always been a lot. Even in the early days of the Switch, I think there was mm. a lot there. As you said, it was well, a, that bit, it was f- a that little bit of a That first though.
1: year had yeah. Zelda to launch and mm. then ended with Mario Odyssey. So they yeah. the two big juggernauts came mm. out and... I believe Splatoon two even came out in that year or maybe the year after they had other things like arms. Mm. But really for me that was like I don't, this is what I've been saying. Like I only need two games from each of these bastards. Microsoft give us two give me two games that I'm interested in. Playstation give me two games I'm interested in. Nintendo give me two games I'm interested in. And I'm happy with that. Like, I don't mm. I don't expect to love everything they do. I don't expect to love all twelve or five or whatever mm. they're gonna churn out. But if you can manage two games that I enjoy and think highly of, I think you've had a good year because you can't cater mm. for my taste every time, so two seems like a fair <laughs> number. If you chuck in six games out there, you know you might you might hit two of
0: them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I mean, you know, as I say, I, I'm pretty much there for, for the Mario, the Pokemon, and stuff. Like, I, I I would quite happily go for things like Kirby. I thought they looked quite good. Yeah, I think I'd have enjoyed playing it. But it's just it's difficult when you've got three consoles to keep on top of it all and play everything. <laughs> so you have to make cuts. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I think they they have had a strong air. I think that it's it's I don't know. I don't know where it is. It just makes me feel like it just does doesn't have that pull. I don't mm. know why. I think it's the idea of doing things um, portably that made mm. me sort of sneer at it a little bit. It's that, um, that
1: neck ache again coming back? Ergonomics not being oh. sussed.
0: I think it's easy to have snobbery. When you look oh, at yeah. what the Xbox chucking out and the PS5 chucking Can't out. Can't take you know, them why... on the go, though. No, but then you look at that Switch sitting there, like oh. I can literally look at it now, and I'm thinking, it's literally the size of a controller, what am I doing? <laughs> yeah. now, why would that get prioritised <laughs> over these big old bastards that are sitting up here? And you get a bit, I think, of of console snobbery. I think and you're probably sitting there with your PC, going, "Well, this is. Uh, I need to use this machine." Well, and then,
1: it's difficult, isn't it? Because it keeps uh, just a, it's one fuck up from another on PC. It seems it's got all these <laughs> lazy bastards doing shit ports. It's like, wow, I've paid two grand but, for this. What's going on?
0: I, I don't. I wonder how much of that is there, though. Like this sort of like console snobbery towards favouring things that are. Like PlayStation or or Xbox, yeah. even PC games over over the Switch stuff, and it kind of just gets lost in amongst the sea of other stuff. But when you rattle off that list and you say that it's like 12 good games there hmm. without Zelda or Mario, it does really reinforce the strength of what Nintendo have got going on.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. Plus
0: all the other plus all the other stuff that they chuck on the chuck out there that. that didn't get a mention that's probably half decent yeah yeah you still play for your fortnights on there and True. all that kind of stuff like yep. yeah it's
1: rocket league if you fancy that
0: I, mean, I don't know why people would be playing that it baffles me um, would, but they probably said it to like
1: got. just you only play with like switch players assume they're gonna be playing against youngsters and gonna blow them away they turn cross play off I reckon and just try and dominate the, the switch rankings and then realize actually just, well, those kids are better than that. Is and it, just see
0: what it's, see what it's all think about.
1: It, I, I think you can connect your account up as well and sync it because Epic, I believe, yeah, did yeah. some sort of migration. And then you just sign in with your Epic account on their yeah. server, and then it goes, "Hello, Logan." You're like, "Right, I'm in." So,
0: but no. oh, I mean, oh, the frame rate would be hauling. Well, it would be the buttery. 120 that i get that, or whatever it is. Oh, is that
1: snobbery again coming out to play yeah,
0: this is the trouble this is this is what i'm talking about subconscious snobbery
1: portable handheld mate they can take it with you it's gonna have a low baseline but oh. there we go okay nintendo doing well some people are saying they've been doing well ages and i go wow we'll see <laughs> well what's all this now is this a swindle what i'm about to reel off or is it the genuine goodwill, it's almost certainly a swindle. All these things are PlayStation Stars, yeah, an all new loyalty program courtesy of Jim Ryan and the PlayStation crowd. So, some of the key elements it's free to join, so that's the first thing. Tick, I can imagine them some people going, Well, should we just charge a quid for them to enroll? No, don't just charge a quid, <laughs> make it free to enroll, you prats, and essentially, you get rewards. By completing activities, trophies, things they call campaigns, which I'm assuming are going to be set kind of milestones for you to reach, and you'll accure loyalty points that you can use against PSN wallet stuff. I think you can redeem them against standalone games, DLC, things called digital collectibles, which are like 3D um, modeled characters and special bits relating to games. Um, and there's there's mentions of a unique special reward for the first player to get a platinum in their region which is just going to, that's going to become a thing isn't it? You, you absolutely know there's going to be a zeitgeist of people hunting after that and people will be interested to see who gets it in each region so it's quite smart that that's going to get a little bit of coverage uh, none of the collectible stuff, none of the digital stuff that you can get is NFT or blockchain related so Obviously, that's good for the hive mind of the gaming community because mm. that's that's. Uh, hey, we can't be selling that on. <laughs> no, you, you're stuck with that. If You got your, mo- you sell the account and then do it that way. You, you unlock that region first special platinum and then sell that for hundreds and go, well, I've done you over, Jim. I've mm. made a fortune out of that. But the general gist is that it's a, a loyalty program and we don't exactly know the mechanics of it yet. It's launching later this year. Uh, Nintendo's... Not version of this, but the, the the loyalty type thing they do is actually quite good. You get you get five percent of gold points back when you buy a digital game on their store, and then you can use that for your next purchase. So you could, in theory, I've I've done it a few times, knocked a few quid off a game that I've bought, and over time you kind of build it up. The only stink with their gold points are is they expire after a year. So if if like me you are going excessively long without purchasing games, they could be flushed away that's the kind of only stinker there and then on the microsoft side we've got microsoft rewards which isn't a direct xbox initiative in fact it's for all microsoft products but you can earn points for your microsoft account that you can trade in against game pass or you can go into draws like surface pros or series x's and you can earn those points by playing games achievements again there's there's like a checklist of things you can do per week weekly challenges um there's weird other stuff outside of Xbox. You can do Bing surge- surveys. If you use Bing, you'll get points. Like there's all these ways that you can earn these points and then use them for whatever you decide to do in the Microsoft world. And this is obviously PlayStation stab at that, they're the last ones out there. Mm. What's your what's your fault here? Uh
0: late to the party. Cool is my initial fault. Yep. <coughs> I mean they are a bit. Well oh, they are. Um,
1: it's coming. I mean, all's well that ends well, I say.
0: Yeah. I see it's always good where you get something for what you were gonna do anyway.
1: Were you but though? If, were you gonna hunt down this platinum in your region? Or is that gonna cause chaos in people's minds? I mean Do you know uh, what I
0: mean? I'm gonna tell everyone right now on this podcast, <laughs> it ain't happening, so don't bother. You're not gonna uh, You're uh, not obviously. gonna be the one. <laughs> You will literally have to be getting it. Queuing up a game, getting it, or getting it pre release okay. okay,
1: is this so is this a cynical way of having people pre purchase games, be there at midnight, just to get the Do you know what I mean? Like is there oh, sure. has someone yeah. beyond the scene, some clever data scientist gone, do you know what we could do here? We could really increase our <laughs> our pre sales and things if we dangle this ridiculous carrot that we know the, the community will lap up.
0: Oh uh, yeah, I mean, even <laughs> if you got, even if you estimated that you could increase um, day one sales by one percent, yeah, like one percent. Thank you. Is for for what you've instantly increased your margin by one percent on that game? Yeah, uh, at that point. So yeah, I think there will be people definitely, or a group of people that are thinking, I can do that. Yeah. yeah. Um. I mean, I won't be. Just for clarity. Were you will
1: you even enrolling it just to have like just to yeah. you know passively perhaps one day get a fiver off or whatever you you know you get to. So yeah. It seems so stupid not I to, do doesn't it, it
0: really? It's like like, yeah, yeah. I do it for Microsoft Rewards. Yeah. So I, I, I it's quite good Microsoft because it comes up Lucy goes, "Oh, you've got four challenges surrounding. You go turn them in. Thank you. And it does it. Like literally as easy. I mean, I don't know why once you've done it it just doesn't just tick it off. Like why have I got to go there? Yeah, why
1: have you got to gamify go? the turn in? I don't want to I don't want to turn it in. Just yeah. Tick it just off.
0: when it's done, tick it off and give me the points, surely. But um <laughs> yeah, it's uh it's it, it's kind of standard fair. I mean, it, as I say, one thing I'm always mindful of is if something's free, there's a saying, isn't there, that goes, if something's free, you're the product. Yeah. yeah. Um, that data. So, yeah. So there, it, it, although it's free, you, chances are you just got to be aware that you're probably giving them something. But if... maybe it is just an incentive thing. I mean, loyalty, loyalty schemes are usually that way inclined. I mean, my little plus app I get twelve pound a month off for every two hundred pound I spend at Lidl, yep. but they get to know my spending habits. Yeah, they get to know what sort of person I am, my demographics, and what I buy. So There's a trade-off. Yep, you just have to accept that, be comfortable with it, and uh, get your free points. But no, I think it's a, broadly a good thing, as I say. If you get some nice little, uh, nice little pictures and virtual things and whatnot, like what's the harm? I think it's a, it's a good little thing to do.
1: Yeah. I, I agree. I, I'll, I'll enroll in it. And I'm, this is all, again, given that you can levy the points against digital stuff, because I've kind of basically gone down that road permanent, not permanently, but mostly like 80, 90%. This mm. is appealing because it's like, oh, I'm just going to potentially save a little bit of money later on down the line um, because I'll have a fiver here and there to. to you know, put a purchase against rather than yeah. Jim pulling pants down for 70 quid. I'll get it for 65 and, and thank him for it. So he's going to, he's going to win. <laughs> he's still going to win, but I, I might feel, <laughs> feel better about it myself when that happens. But yeah, no, it's, it's. It, I'm surprised. I'm not su- I'm surprised they're doing this. Cause it just seems, it does seem like an ag to manage, to track, to like put all the infrastructure mm. in, have c- come up with creative ideas. It's not a, this isn't just a slapdash. It might be, maybe it will just be crap, and then you'll realise they put no effort in. But this feels like a lot of effort for a company that has seemingly done very little to, you know, offer the the olive branch to its customers. It's very been very business focused, whether it's been raising the price of games or mm. chucking out ten pound upgrades for current gen PS4 to PS5 conversions. You know, they've just mm. they just haven't been very community or, or, or customer focused, whereas other, other mm. well, particularly Microsoft case, they have. So this just seemed a bit, I was a bit like, oh are you, is this a start of something new? I suspect it's not, I suspect this is a one-off, and mm. it may well be leading towards something like PlayStation Home. I don't know if you ever remember seeing that on the PS3. Basically, like, you'd go into a shared, like an MMO, but it wasn't a game. You'd have, like, your own little home, Mm. and I'm guessing from this one, you could potentially show off your collectibles that you've earned in your little house. It's this metaverse mm. shit, basically. That's what I'm thinking about, yeah. like, where they keep talking about, you know, you you spend all down a screen, and I was like, no, but this feels like if that ever happens, they've got their own version where you can go in the PlayStation world and show, look, oh, I've got my platinum trophies all up on, more. maybe you could... Set- I mean, to be fair, now I'm talking about setting up a platinum trophy, like, sort of cabinet, <laughs> I'm thinking, well... That, will might, there be a virtual one? Will there be a virtual one for me to do? Can I go in there and see that again? They're not. They've, they're, they've done me over there. If, they, if that
0: happens, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's 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 a Japanese company, right? And although
1: it has become and, very Westernized, all the leadership now is yeah, is, yeah, true. Got Jimbo. I don't think he's from Essex necessarily, but he's, mm. he's from these shores.
0: I think. I think there might there might be an eye on that, but I think mm. broadly it's it, it, it sounds like it's going to be a way to incentivize people to... I don't know whether it's more going to be for like third-party games or these titles that are cross-console. It's like you think, oh, maybe I'll do that on my PlayStation account to get my get my points or whatever it is. It's, yeah. a, it's one of those things it feels to me is a way to... I mean, it is what it is. It's a loyalty program, right? It's basically yeah. you keep coming back and you buy games on our console and you get rewarded for it so i think there's definitely a business lens to it but they might be thinking more holistically um yeah. around those things but you just don't know really do you it's no. they're, they're they are a bit haphazard with things sometimes sony maybe this is one of those things where they think oh um you know we've done all this stuff that you've referenced there you know charging for upgrades and increasing prices of games and stuff maybe we should at least in terms of you know, the favorite word these days is optics, yeah. but basically from a PR perspective, it's kind of like maybe we should show that we're trying to do something give something back to the community. Yeah. I wonder if it's uh, take from
1: one hand. Which probably means they've got some dastardly trick up their sleeve in the next six <laughs> yeah. to eight months. <laughs> They're going to spring on us and <laughs> annoy yeah. everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, all's well that ends well. I'm, you know, as a, I'm not going to change my habits necessarily because of this. I wouldn't have thought so anyway. You never know, do you? When there's potential mm. to earn a couple of quid, maybe you would. But I haven't done it with Microsoft's points, really. I've just naturally just secured them. So mm. it's, a, it's in another layer and... I'm, I am tempted to see if they try and like market this first player to get the platinum in their region, just to make it like an event. It feels there's like, going to be like a leaderboard thing. There's oh going yeah. to be
0: Some kind of like um, way to do that. Where, where, how they do it, but clearly, I think they're going. I mean, if I did that and I was the first one to platinum a game in a region, hmm. like you would, you would want your name. Yeah, like there's going to be streams
1: somewhere. going off of people trying to go in worlds first or regions first platinum. Yeah. It's not as stupid as it sounds, really. There'll be there's definitely people that are tuned into that, but yeah. We'll see how it actually works when it launches later this year. Just sticking briefly on the Sony train. Got July's PlayStation Plus extra and premium games that have been announced. So this is their subscription model that they've expanded and they rolled in PlayStation Now, basically, and, and mm. unified it, what's and whatnot. So next week so next week, in fact, We've got Stray coming, so that little kitten game that we were chatting about offline. Final Fantasy VII remake, Integrate, and Marvel's Avengers. They must when they get the message that no one wants to play that, even if you, even if you give it them. Um, so for me, Stray's a, a good one. I may mention that later on, but Final Fantasy VII remake, Integrate's decent Avengers. As, as I said, no good. And then they've chucked on a load of piss for like Assassin's Creed games. There's what's five of these here. There's two Saints Row games. So look, that's filler. But for me, there's one game there, which I'm after. Is one game a month out of these things, and it's it's paid itself. So that's mm. what I'm looking at. And Stray is that game. In the Classics catalogue, so this is for the premium members. I've got this, but not through choice. I was grandfathered into it because I had PlayStation now. So it didn't cost me what it should have cost, but I'll take it anyway. So this tier is meant to be the classic games that they've got. So PlayStation 1, PS2 and PSP games. This is the worst part of the service, undoubtedly at the moment. Like it's (laughs) lacklustre, there's missing games. A lot of the stuff that are on the micro or the mini PS1 aren't on this. It's kind of like, what are you guys doing? And the first this is the first month, like the first refresh that they've they've given us. And they got two games they've added to this classic library. No heroes allowed and Loco Roco Midnight Carnival. That is pathetic. If you were paying for this premium service on the guise of I want to see and play more classic games, that is just appalling. If that I mean, this is the first month, so what are they going to do in six months' time when they're getting bored? It's bad. That is that's bad. bad.
0: Like imagine if you were really pumped for that and you thinking they're going to get some of those classics on it. Yeah,
1: um, Metal Gear Solid thirty-fifth anniversary. Or Metal no, Gear 31st anniversary yeah. just passed, and they've just sat there thumb up ass. Good lord! I mean, that doesn't I bode knew you well. The
0: same metal gear. I was thinking like classic, like GTA or I don't know. You ain't getting lines.
1: them anymore. You ain't getting GTA three anymore because they got a definitive tutor out. <laughs> well, no, I was thinking play. like, oh, you classic mean
0: classic. <laughs> yeah, like the, like the original. The, the PS version. What? yeah, okay. Um, yeah, like I was thinking like the PS one versions and the PS two. Well, not the PS two, yeah. but yeah, I was thinking, oh, surely they'll get some of those. Classic ones on there. I don't even right. think
1: Rockstar want to acknowledge they made those games. They just never talk about them.
0: I know. Never. It's so weird, isn't it? Because that's, that's the they Genesis. Were so successful, yeah, it's the Genesis. They were so successful. But like, I don't know whether they would, if you go back to it, you'd think, "Good lord!" Oh, you would. How on oh, earth? You
1: would. You you play that on a <laughs> PS1. It runs about four frames per second. Like you would. That's why they don't want anyone to see them anymore. Because. <laughs> It makes you feel sick. It's the top down. That's another story. But anyway, so that's that's pathetic as a as a as a premium offering on your top membership. If that's that's the only difference, really, is that you're getting these classic games, and that's that really is a bad. So I still think the extra tier is the happy medium. It's the step up from like the online only. Does give you a good yeah. library of games generally, mm-hmm. and Stray is a good. Add and so's remake seven, or seven remake I should say integrate. So that's still the sweet spot I think. If people are sniffing around this, but premiums yeah, just yeah. becoming less and less enticing by the week, it seems.
0: I'm adamant. I think it's like I always think about it like classic car motoring. Mm. Yeah, and I know this isn't your bad, but basically, classic car motoring is nice for a certain day for when the car is running in a certain way, but it's largely misery. <laughs> because nothing ever works and it's not how you remembered it and quite frankly the newer cars are nicer to drive because they're newer (laughs) and they're more modern and I think it's the same with gaming it's like your brain tricks you into thinking that some of these classics were like you want to play them again and you go back to it and you think good lord this is just not I can't even. Oh, yeah. my, my brain can't kind even. Of, like I, 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 I'm sure there are some people that that absolutely love it. I know papers back into some of his classic stuff and all mm. and whatnot. But largely, I think my brain's just trying to trick me. Yeah, like when it's, we it's a, an it is. It's about Grand Theft Auto. It's an illusion. It's an illusion.
1: That's why I'm scared to ever play Metal Gear Solid again, just in case I'm like, oh, this. Yeah, this was made in 1998 or whatever it was.
0: But there's nothing wrong with it because no. that's, it was playing it was, was to the generation and the technology it had available, but your brain has become accustomed i mean I, anything now that's like below hundred and twenty frames, I'm like, why is this running like absolute <laughs> shit it's just like it's absolute snobbery. it yeah. really is, but your brain just accepts a new normal like that so quickly that anything that is then below it. Feels appalling. Yeah. Imagine going as you say from like 120 frames down to like 10. It just would just be feel unplayable. Yeah,
1: and they, they do clean some of the games up. Like the classic games have got better resolution yeah. and whatnot. But you can't fix bad control like bad control schemes that yeah. were just we don't know what we're really doing here. We're sort of just guessing that this is how games should be played yeah. on these controllers. Some of these were made yeah. before analog sticks even existed, so you can have to deal with <laughs> with that version. Yeah. yeah, it's not it's not something I have you know when this whenever this grandfathering stage ends which is a few years or oh, if I'm mm. going to go month to month or some sort of you know actually put hand in pocket it's going to at the moment be on the extra tier and, and I think and so lead. I agree
0: with that yeah
1: um we got some EU or say EU some european I should say monthly sales for the for June I wanted to just quickly ring over these cuz we get a lot mm-hmm. of the US stuff but no one really looks at Europe because it is a smaller market <laughs> That's where we're based. So it feels appropriate to look at what we're doing in the UK, Germany, France. i so sort of at least uh, geographically closest aligned. I don't know politically if that's the, the case now, but <laughs> what's going on?
0: Well, they're all getting, uh, they're all being forced to resign and, oh, uh, and whatnot. So it seems like we are politically aligned, Yeah,
1: maybe. We? Maybe we are after all. <laughs> um, so this chart is displays physical and digital sales from over a dozen European countries it's close to 20 and um, it's provided by Christopher Dring over at gamesindustry.biz the only notable absentees are Nintendo and 505 games on the digital front so all their physical games attract because they go through retail and they can get that but they do not disclose their digital sales so I don't know why Nintendo do that but keep that in mind because it's in, in, in a yeah. many ways it will probably paint a more impressive picture. So 12.8 million games were sold. And I should notice this is on units sold, not monetary, not how much. Well, there's no the euro. There's too many different currencies in Europe for them to do it. So it's on units sold. So it's how many people yeah. picked up this game and played it. So 12.8 million games were sold across the European market. 4.73 of those were physical were digital. So that's a 63%. The days of it being Hmm. digital in the minority have well well and truly gone now. It's consistently above 60, closer to 70 sometimes. So that Uh was interesting. The number one game for June was F1 2022. And that was with just one week on the shelves. It came out late in June. Uh, Particularly popular in Germany and the UK, according to this. Interesting. FIFA was second, so that's mm. the standard that's always knocking about. Um, and that was just ahead of Mario Strikers Battle League football. So we're just talking about Nintendo. And again, yeah. even more impressive, given that that's physical only, and yeah. we've got the stat of about 60-odd percent of digital, They potentially could be higher, it could be top, had we known the digital stuff. Uh, that no, was, the-
0: I mean, most people you'd expect to be buying that digitally on that. Yeah, I've, I'm surprised so many people are still buying... Those bloody cartridges—they're the worst
1: of all for, for physical collection. It's just—it's not just that. It's that tab on the switch. I feel like it's going to rip off. That you put—you know—you clip it open and put the cartridge in. I feel like I'm going to break never it. Never even mine. Don't bother.
0: Pointless. Never even opened it. I have never bought or used one of those Nintendo cartridges for no. my my Switch. Um, but anyway, not we digress. It. Mar- that is impressive. So,
1: Mario Strikers was the best-selling box game of the month. So it probably would have been number one had we got the data for that. Uh, particularly, this is some funny insight, it's a particularly big hit in France with the uh, the sales in France representing 40% of the entire European market. So the okay. French loving their, their love that, do they? <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Quarry, which is the supermassive game, oh, yeah. that dropped in at number eight and that's 19% higher than their last title from Supermaster, which was uh, the Dark Pictures anthology House of Ashes, and that was October last year. So that's a yeah. that's a nice one for them, because that is actually a more expensive game as well. It's almost double, if not yeah. more, the price of of, of the uh, Dark Pictures anthology. So that's done well. Anyway, the full rundown is F1 top, FIFA second, Mario Strikers third, GTA 5 fourth, Lego Star Wars, Skywalker Saga 5th, Nintendo Switch Sports, number 6, Red Dead Redemption 2, number 7, The Quarry, number 8, Horizon Forbidden West, number 9, and Elden Ring, number
0: 10. I can't believe that GTA and Red Red, Red Dead Redemption are still on there.
1: What are we doing? The money printers...
0: It's unbelievable, <laughs>
1: isn't it? Yeah, well, I don't. Know. I'll be interested to see if Red Dead turns out in the next month because they announced. I think it was this week actually that they're going to. They're basically not doing any major updates for Red Dead Online. They're sort of mm-hmm. like we're done with this. It ain't, it ain't making GTA Five Online money, so we've been in it. And there was like the community held like a funeral and stuff <laughs> in the game. Don't. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I
0: don't think I ever really got into that. No. It, I don't know why. You'd think that'd lend itself better to to an online mode, but it just really doesn't, I think. It's difficult when you've got that sandbox GTA there to go, I don't want any of that. I'd rather have something that's less interesting in Red Dead. Uh, uh, maybe it's just a victim of the fact that they've done GTA so well. Perhaps.
1: Yeah, I think so. I absolutely think so. Um, so I sent you a little list of next week's notable releases. You basically abstained from any comments, so I'll just continue with that narrative, but As Dusk Falls and Stray are both coming out next week, both on the 19th of July, one's on Game Pass, one's on PlayStation Plus Extra, uh, they're both going to PC, so if you're on PC, you're eating well, you can access both of those games, but I am looking forward to both of those games, I don't know what I'm going to do in terms of prioritising a playthrough, As Dusk Falls is like a narrative-based choice-driven um adventure game of sorts and as, as we mentioned earlier the stray is this little game where you're knocking around as the cat sort of wandering around this weird world that seems to have been overrun by robots um but it's been anno- it's annoying that they're both on the same day or the same week when literally i've been sitting here for <laughs> six to eight weeks with nothing really new coming out that i'm interested in and then two games that have caught my eye both decide to drop on the same day so annoying goes back to what we started at the beginning get your schedule sorted so i can play the games more efficiently i don't like all this getting caught out but that's
0: fair enough maybe you're just a bit of a victim of uh, what you like to play more than anything probably yeah
1: always 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 state my opinion it's like oh the poor scheduling they're probably like do you know how many different tastes people have like for every one person that that once dusk falls there's about four million that don't like it must be mm. it's, it's there's no way of them ever catering Please in everyone, i just like yeah. it when the stars align for me and then i'll celebrate it as some sort of strategic success even though i'm probably <laughs> making up like one percent of the entire market so there we go i'm i'm looking forward to both of those no reviews out as we record this though so that could all change if they uh take a bit of a spanking in the in the scoring front, and there's some issues that haven't been disclosed at this time. Anyway, it's, go on.
0: I was going to say, you should stream that, Stray.
1: Well, the trouble I've got is PlayStation jobby. I've got to hook up all that capture device again. Uh, and it's it, it right. is a massive hassle. But if it ever appears on some sort of PC... Mm. Oh, it's on PC. I could buy it for PC. I think it's 21 quid, but... In the absence of needing to pay for it on PlayStation, <laughs> I have to take that option, really. If, I think that's fair. If I'm going to play it at all. But yeah, yeah, no, no rushing for the region's first platinum on Stray for me, unfortunately. <laughs> but yeah, that'll do it for this week in terms of our news catch-up. Um, there, The audience are going to get treated to Mr. Biff making a long-awaited appearance on the podcast. You're joking. In video form. You're going to see his little worried head sitting there all scared in his little room not not knowing what to say he's going to give you a nice uh, i think about 30 minutes or so we're talking about Sifu which released earlier this year um got some good reception from those in the know he played for it and finished it only person in the dimp ranks that did that so i grabbed mm, hold I of him he got that yeah I grabbed hold of him and, and to hear his thoughts so you're going to hear what he thinks of Sifu breaking news Sony yep. have closed their acquisition of Bungie so that's now official that partnership it, it was wow. revealed earlier in the year a few bill for for Bungie and the Destiny boys and girls Yeah, and that is officially done and finished now they actually closed the Haven deal and uh, not so long ago we didn't talk about it because didn't have anything to say but Bungie <laughs> is a bit more a bigger deal bigger fish to fry there so it's so only wrapping up their acquisition So a big right. acquisition
0: that is yeah
1: and they've said it's going to stay multi plat They're going to keep them independent, etc., like in, independently sort of yeah. operating. So, but y- mm. we've spoken about this when when the uh, sort of when the reports came out that Sony are looking at publishing ten live service games in the next two to three years, and mm. who better to have in your ranks than Destiny <laughs> and Bungie, who have done it, failed done it failed and done it and come. Like, they know the cycle of what works and what doesn't work for better or for worse they've they've yeah. got they, they've bled live service and know what is a yeah. Is, yeah, what a good way to do it it must be one of the reasons why they've gone through because it's invaluable experience really
0: yeah i mean i just think they're a very good studio yeah um what else can you say i mean you look at what's happened with 343 and halo since they've exited that and how they've
1: well they've had a got the live service and they've bungled it.
0: completely f- 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 fucked it up i was literally reading an icon that this morning yeah. and it's literally like they've just bungled it every step of the way um <laughs> and that's arguably what what <coughs> bungie have been through the pain of but have come out as you said better for it um mm. so yeah that's that is a big acquisition yeah. but i'm sure they think that they'll It'll be a valuable one for
1: him. Yeah. Anyway, we will see you on the other side this time, so enjoy Biff and Sifu. Ta-da. Here we are then. I'm joined by the one-time Fantasy Gaming League Grand Prix winner and the former Fantasy Gaming League champion, is Sir uh, Bin-A-Lot. Biff, how's it going? You right? is it You're not perfect, mate. Not bad
2: yourself? Yep.
1: Yeah. Good, thank you. All the better for speaking to you. What do you think of the nickname Sir Bin-A-Lot then? Because you do Bin-A-Lot of games. so it's accurate for one thing.
2: Well, yeah, you, you know, if you get a nickname, there's normally some sort of truth behind it, and there is. A, I do bin games, and I will get quite far into a game and then bin it. So, yeah, when we you spoke. Why the nickname started?
1: Me and Akins have spoken about it plenty of times when you've been playing a game that we have, and you've literally been like thirty minutes away from the end, and you're like, "Yeah, I've, I've, I'm done. I'm just," yeah. and it just infuriates me. I, I remember. <laughs> I remember with Metro Exodus, you nearly did it. And I was like, just just play for 10 more minutes and you'll get to the end. <laughs> don't worry about the gorillas. the are the last few. You don't need to worry about those. Just get through <laughs> it and you'll get to the credits and then we can have a chat about it. But you, um, I, at least I respect your conviction because you just go, right, I've had enough now. Bye.
2: Yeah, I think it's just when I stop enjoying something, I think, what am I doing here? My time's precious because... <laughs> got that little boy now, he keeps running around causing problems. So when I get an hour, I'm like, right, what am I doing with this hour? Am I actually enjoying it? No. Nope. Right, get off, bin it, oh, done.
1: Off you go. Well, yeah. I'm excited for this one, not just because you're here. I mean, the fans, they hear a lot about you, um, but they don't really hear from you too much. So it's good for them to finally hear that voice again. It's been a little while. Um, but really, the, the game that we're, we're talking about is, is Sifu. And this is a game that um, I've been interested in, but it just came at that point in the year where there was just a massive rush of games after it. I think we had Sifu, Dying Light, Horizon, Elden Ring, all in February, or close in that four-week period. So I was being very disciplined, holding off, waiting for Horizon to come out and to commit to that. Um, You didn't pick this up on release, but picked it up a bit later on. But I am interested in the game but maybe your, your opinion will sway me either way as to whether i take the plunge on this. So you played this on your, your PS5. Um, it's also available on PS4 and PC. Developed by Slow Clap. So I'm not familiar with these chaps and chapses at all. Uh, the previous game was something called Absolver, which I had never played or, or even really heard of. Um, so I wanted to start things off by asking exactly how this kind of ended up on your radar because it's not your typical sort of big budget triple a well-known franchise this is a a smaller indie game for for lack of a better term so how did you get wind of this and what sort of drew you into even going on and making the purchase
2: so basically i follow um sony playstation on instagram mm-hmm. and uh i I think it's Sony exclusive, because it's not on Xbox, but it is on no. PC, isn't
1: it? That's Yeah, it's not on Xbox, but it is on on PC, so they must have had an agreement there for a term, at least.
2: Yeah, so it showed up, and then I saw the video of it, and I was like, oh, it looks!" It just looked like a real little like kung fu game, mm. um, and then, uh, yeah, I watched a few videos on it, and the more I watched, the more I, I thought it looked quite good, and it wasn't till sort of, it got released a couple of months before it got released. I actually found out it was sort of like an indie game because it didn't even get a disc release. It was like, yeah, um, download only. So I wasn't even aware of it. I thought it was going to be like a proper, you know, big, big hit um, title. But yeah, that, that's basically how I spotted it. Yeah.
1: So in, uh, Sony's Instagram advertising working for Slow Cloud. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. How long do you think you actually played it for? Um, from from start to finish. <laughs>
2: Good, good 25 hours, I reckon. What? 20, yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought you were going to say like eight hours. No, no, no. Good, good 20, 25 hours, I Four reckon. Hours. I've completed it twice, like back to back. Um, you've, and gone, then, you've gone tw- twice? Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's hard. Some some levels are hard and some bosses are hard, so you're there for a little while, sort of a couple of hours trying to do a section. So, yeah, it, it, it is good, yeah.
1: Interesting. So... It's available online, and also by the time this goes out, the physical release has come out as well. Um, But I checked the store as we're recording this, and it's £32.99. So I was going to ask the question, because I was expecting you to say, like, seven, eight hours, or maybe up to ten. I was thinking, if he gets to ten, he's probably been a bit poor, like, slow at it, like, struggling, sort of (laughs) hoping that it was going to get easier, and it wasn't. And and my question was going to be, does it feel too short for that price? But 25 hours, I know it's not 80 hours of Horizon but then that's 70 quid. Like, yeah. that feels okay to me. That feels, That's different to what I had assumed. Um, where do you stand on the price versus length? Because uh, in one of the comments before we spoke, you did say it felt quite short, but I'm surprised yeah. it's even it that long.
2: Yeah, so, I mean, when I say 25 out, it's probably closer to 20, but it, there was a lot of faff, and like I said, I've been through it twice mm. um, and struggled on some sections, um, but it, it is quite short and the problem is the first level like once once you once you've got the hang of it it's quite samey yeah um, they could have sort of i don't know i don't know how they would have mixed it up cuz it is a kung fu game and all it is is doing kung fu but um or karate sorry but um yeah it it did feel a little bit short because it's quite similar from start to finish there's not a lot of uh, sort of mix up in it um and the enemy types aren't that sort of different you know there's big guys little guys and yeah. some are just a bit tougher so it's uh yeah in that aspect it, 32 quid is a little bit steep i think for for, for the length of the game yeah. even though I, you know I, like i said i put 20 hours in but that was more me faffing around and like i went for it twice yeah that's
1: actually um, I, I just completely ignored that you said that you had gone through it twice so a first playthrough perhaps i don't know what 10 10 ish
2: yeah 10 yeah 10 12 hours okay. and then the next bit yeah sort of seven eight hours
1: Interest. Okay, that that makes more sense now. I'm, I was I was not aware that you'd gone through it twice, but you must have enjoyed it to, to go back to it. Was there any, you know, I don't know if there's any... We'll keep away from spoilers, but was there any reason why you went back other than just to play the game again and go, oh, I'll start again? Is it like a new game plus or how does that sort of work?
2: Yeah, basically, there's sort of a game plus mode on it. Um, and you sort of unlock moves, and if you unlock them five times, and oh. they, they start from the beginning, so then you can start from the beginning with all the moves you've unlocked, mm-hmm. um, and it makes it a little bit more interesting. And you sort of feel like a bit of a. Was it a fucking
1: aspect? breeze when you went back to that first level all those moves? Yeah, you just yeah, saw them yeah, all go, yeah. I'm the absolute you do, king
2: here. I've, I've done the first level, I don't even think I got a hit. That's how much of a daddy I was. So yeah, I, was, well, I just felt quite tough. That's how it should look. I thought, like how I played it. But the first time I actually played it, I got the shit kicked out of me by everyone. So yeah, I needed to play it again just for my own satisfaction.
1: Interesting. So I've just read this. It says the game is inspired by Back Me Kung Fu. So I think you're right to say Kung Fu. You won't get shouted at for that. Okay. Um, that, that's that's fine on that front. Hmm. So story wise, when we've got a, you've got a reputation for just sort of Giving away the endings of things that are like eighty hours long. Now, you know better. You know me better than to to do that whilst I'm here. But what's the sort of basic setup of the story? Because what I'm kind of hearing or what I've seen, I've watched a little bit of the game, is that it's kind of like a, a revenge tale almost, uh, where you, you're setting off to avenge your old sensei. P- potentially, is that is that basically the gist of it? And is it yeah?
2: That that is basically the whole gist of the story. It's a revenge thing. Um, and there's sort of five people responsible, right? That you're taking revenge for, and everyone is a level and a boss at the end. So that's basically
1: the concept of it. Nice. What's the story like? Because I mean, it doesn't feel like a story focused game, but does it do enough to sort of satisfy that, that urge? Or could it just be could it just be five levels with no with nothing, and you wouldn't really notice?
2: I mean, the, the story is probably. <laughs> three or four minutes so if you took the three or four minutes out you're basically you know it's not going to make the game it just gives you a, you just have a reason why you're going through these different levels that's basically it um it's a pretty simple concept you're not going to get to the end and go that has blown me away yeah. what a story that is Fair but enough. it's just there in the background yeah
1: excellent so what's this look like graphically i've seen the videos and people would have seen the videos but when you when you bung it on your your 4k you've got you've got no oledicon but you've got now for that that TV, yeah, on the yeah, that, yeah, yeah. What's it look like when you you bashed it on? Because it is a game that's made by. I looked on their website earlier, and it's like thirty people, so it's quite a small team. But it looks it looked decent from what I saw. But you know, the game itself, when you get down to yeah. playing it, all good.
2: Yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's not going to like break any. Uh, you know, you're not going to be clambering up the wall to test your TV on this. But it does look quite good. I didn't really notice any any problems with it. Um, it sort of has that sort of comicky. Yeah. Style about it looks a bit like that Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. I don't, there is a special name for it. I don't know what it is, but where it looks like a comic. Yeah, yeah. yeah we don't, we, we don't
1: deal with all that. We get things wrong the time. <laughs> we don't. No one. The people correct us, and it's like, shut up. No one cares. <laughs> yes. We get, we get the gist. We get the gist. Did you have any bugs or crashes or any any issues? Because this is normally something that. It's about the only thing that you can talk about objectively on a game. It's like how many problems did I have? Did you did you have any for for Sifu? Didn't
2: have a single problem. Not a not sausage. Incre- not a not a thing. That's one of the first games I've had in years where I've not had anything go wrong.
1: That's incredible, isn't it? Considering it's yeah. a game made by 30 people and you've got about 300 and on on most of the big stuff these days. Granted their scopes bigger, but that's uh that's a good that's yeah. a good thing to hear about. That's, that's excellent news. So the main event of Sifu feels like it is the combat. Like, it looks like some sort of 3D kind of action brawler. Could you sort of talk us through the basic mechanics of the game and, and how how that interacts with the world? How do you, you know, do you have heavy and strong attacks? Can you block? Can you parry? What sort of ideas and things? Can you pick up things and objects? You know, just just have a, have a go at it.
2: Yeah, so basically you just hit the nail and yeah. So, yeah, you have a strong attack, a weak attack. <laughs> you have a block, parry, and a dodge, and you can use the environment as well if you've learned that skill. So you can throw chairs, and there's knives and bats and poles and things like that. Um, and, uh, yeah, the, I mean, the, the the whole game is based on the combat. It, yeah. it's, uh, it's really, really, really good, and there's a real flow to it. If you get hit, it can take you – you can sort of – deal six or seven people and no problem get hit and then you find you're getting hit four or five times right. because you've sort of lost your rhythm. It's like a really rhythm you have to really get into it. I and mean, then once you pick it up it, it's really, really good, really good.
1: So how does how would one sort of move between I don't know hand to hand combat and then picking up a, a bat? Does it feel differently? Because I've seen videos where you like kicks things at people and you can like interact with the environment as well, like smash people through tables and stuff. And this all flows quite nicely. There's no there's no sort of... Because when I watch it, I think it just can't play that well because there's so much going on. But maybe I'm wrong.
2: At the beginning, it, you do think they've really messed this up because it, <laughs> it's hard to get your head around everything because you, if you have a bat in your hand and then there's a bat on the floor, you can push a button and then you'll kick the bat into someone and then you he can throw the bat as well and then or you can hit the bat and it's just so much going on and you're trying to dodge and power at the same time. But after you've been killed and you've you've gone through it the same section a few times, you really pick it up and then it it does make a lot of sense. But I did find it quite frustrating at the beginning because I was like, oh, this is way too hard. I can't get my head around this. But once you get beaten up a few times, it sort of everything makes a little bit more sense.
1: So in terms of like dodge, parry and and, and perhaps blocking, how do you figure out what, what... Which of those three is best to do in any given situation? Are there like on-screen cues that tell you that? Or do you just have to learn that this enemy is going to do a sweeping attack and I need to dodge out the way of that one? Or is there some sort of on-screen key that you can say, oh, it's flashing red, I need to do this?
2: there are it's basically a mixture of both so if there's red attack it means it's unblockable so you want to dodge that one but then some enemies you you don't know what they're going to do and they don't have any unblockable attacks but they might hit high hit low and you have to be able to dodge high dodge low and learn their moves Mm -hmm. um and then like there's like these tall really skinny women and um they can do like really high attacks really low attacks and that took me ages to get my head around there driving up the wall trying to dodge and jump out the way of their stuff but once you get it it's pretty easy again that, getting that rhythm so yeah there are a few cues but more it's just you get beaten up and then you think right that's I don't do it that way I'll do it this way sort of
1: thing interesting so what's the I've heard about the aging mechanic where you so on a playthrough you'll have up. You can, you can age up to the age of 75 I think you've said to me at the weekend or something so yeah. once you hit that age it's game over you have to go back to well, I guess you can go to your last save, but if you're only you know, 5% through the game, you're not going to get very far. But how does the, the age mechanic work? Every time you die, you essentially add years to your life, and are there any other changes in your skills or your abilities as, as you get older?
2: So basically, as you get older, when you hit, I think it's 30, yep. um, your health deteriorates slightly, but your strength goes I can relate up. to
1: that. <laughs> I, remember, I remember hitting 30 and thinking, Core, that was it. 10% just wiped off. So that is accurate for those out there.
2: Yeah, so that's basically it. So your you, your strength goes up, so you actually you hit harder, but your health goes down, so you can't take as much damage. And right. as you get older and older, 40, 50, 60s, it becomes harder and harder. But um yeah, it, it's a really, really good little mechanic, actually. It's quite a clever little system because when you beat a level, it's like I said, there's like five levels. When you beat a level, if you, say you get to level two and you started it at, you were 30 years old. Yeah. If you die at 75, you can go back to that level, but you can only start at 30. Yeah. So it's the youngest age you completed the last level at is what you can do the next level.
1: That's like your checkpoint. Interesting. Yeah.
2: Bas- yeah. Basically. Yeah.
1: So what's, what age do you start at? Do you start at like 20 or 25 or is it like 20? 20. 20. Uh, yeah.
2: 20. 20. yeah
1: Yeah. Oh, and is, did you find there was like a sweet spot of like. I don't know. Say like forty, where you've lost a bit of health, but you're hitting a little bit harder, so that actually works better for you. Or is it? Did you find just any any extra years was always just too, too just harder to, to complete because I'd less health? It,
2: you're, when you're in your sixties, everything becomes a lot harder. <laughs> you get it, and you're like, "Fucking hell, oh, that's just a slap, and I'm nearly dead." <laughs> so I, I actually preferred being twenty. Right. That was when I thought it was the best to just be a young pup and be able to take a batter in. Because when you beat six or seven people and yeah. you do a finishing move on them, you gain a little bit of your health back. Mm. Um, so the, it, that's just... It made it easier for me having as much health as possible.
1: I see. You can make as many mistakes as you like then. Well, not as many as, you yeah. as you like, but, but more of them. Yeah.
2: yeah, basically, yeah.
1: And how do each of these five levels work? I assume they are segregated levels, so you, you don't walk around freely between them all. They're like, you go to level one and there's an environment there but obviously there's some of these levels you're going to be trying multiple times and multiple runs is there anything in there that changes each time you go back
2: yeah so as you uh when you complete a level um or comp- so it's quite interesting actually because there's shortcuts and the shortcuts yeah. aren't open to you so you might actually get to level 4 and you find a key and that key is for actually for level 1 so oh. when you go back to level 1 you can open a door, and it means you cut out like 25% of the level so you can get to the boss. So when you replay the game, you can get to the boss quicker yep. and therefore you should in theory be a lower level when you complete the level and then it helps you progress the game that way. I see. Um, so they, they, you always go through the same way, but you can open up shortcuts and cut out bits of the level and cut out harder people. And it um, means that you can obviously get to the next level with a lower year.
1: Yeah, because you're you've got less combat to go through. Yeah. So I mean, you can still blow it on like the one piece of combat you go through. But in yeah, theory, yeah. in theory, it should be it should be easy. easier. Is there any like XP for killing or or not killing? or I suppose you are killing or knocking out the enemies. Like, is there any progression in You mentioned a little bit about your skills earlier on, but that didn't sound like it was quite like that. Is what's is there any like experience or other bits and pieces yeah. can do to expand your character?
2: So you you gain experience and then um, you can spend that and buy skills of it. So it's different moves and then um, there's sort of things you can do with the, uh, the weapons like knives and poles and finishers and things like that. And you can like freeze time and then just do like a, a one punch hit and it just knocks someone back and then you can do your normal moves. Yeah. And in that freeze time, you can unlock different moves to knock them onto the floor or knock them back into a group of people. Um, And say it's like, I can't remember now, but it's like 100 XP to unlock it once. If you go back, you unlock it five times, it's unlocked forever. So if you die, when you go back, if you've not unlocked it five times, you've lost all those skills. So you have to unlock it. So when you die, you, you then are 20 again and you've got all the skills that you had when you were 75 in the last playthrough.
1: I see. So was you strategically, like, after a certain period thinking, right, I've got, like, I've had this same skill two times. I quite like it. Now, next time I die, I'm going to make a jog it to the fifth one. Was you, like, plotting out which ones you wanted to invest those points in as you went through? Yeah,
2: yeah. Because some things I found I was doing more than others. So stuff with the environment I found really good because it takes off quite a bit of their health. So Mm. I was specifically focusing on anything to do with the environment, unlock that skill, because then that would help me out in the game.
1: Lovely. Lovely jubbly. Look, here's the big question that people want to know the answer to, because they've heard all the rumours, they've heard all the, the, the talk down the pub and whatnot. How hard is this game? Because it, <laughs> it's frightening people off. There's no there's no two ways about it. I know you're actually someone who puts games on hard, optionally at times. I, yeah. I've i only ever done that once, and that's really in isolation, because it said the, the devs recommend this is like the, the optimal way of playing it. So I was like, all oh, right, I'll do it. But I'll just leave things on normal, you know 99% of the time but you're renowned for putting things on hard and then complain about it being hard so <laughs> how did you kind of get on with this one because the the, the 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 kind of word on the street is this is a a difficult game
2: so I remember one of the bosses I quit and I just walked around I was like oh this is not doable and I remember going downstairs <laughs> and thinking I, I can't do that that's fucking too hard mm. um and it all it is is just practice and you have to just learn you have to die and learn what they're going to do and there's no other way to do it it's a bit like like doing Sekiro or one of those horrible games you know Bloodborne or something like that you have to just get your ass kicked and then you just learn it and then like I think the first two bosses it took me so long and now I can sort of do them and not even lose a life Mm. so without trying to be like the big I am but I'm just coming across (laughs) that way yeah, I know. Um, so, yeah, so it's, it's just basically you have to die. You have to learn learn it, basically learn learn their moveset and what they can and can't do. Um, and I just found it really, really frustrating at the beginning. But once you get the sort of the knack of it, yeah, it's like I say, it's that whole rhythm thing. You have to sort of, you get, you feel the flow of the fight.
1: Interesting. So, it's yeah, it's there's no getting away from being a difficult game. I think they've, they may have already added this, but they were looking at adding difficulty levels in. Um, I don't know if they're going to, move the baseline difficulty down just give people the option to to turn it down. But that's probably out for people um, who are listening to this now. They can go look it up. But um, any other business for Seafield? Anything that we've not talked about that you wanted to mention? Anything that stuck out for you, either good or bad?
2: The only only thing I found with the game that I was a bit disappointed with, the first two levels, one of them is set in like a... It's like a council estate sort of thing. Right. And you sort of go up, spiral and fight different rooms and the blocks... And the next levels in the nightclub, yeah. and it's like really, they're just really good. And then the next three, they're all very same. It's like an office or a.
1: Right, not as exciting.
2: A yeah, and it, I was a bit disappointed by that because the first two were so good. I thought I found the last three a bit bland because um, they, you know, the, the nightclub one's amazing. It felt like you're just, you know, I was in like a proper nightclub having a, a, you know, a tear up. But yeah, the other three I felt was a bit bland and it got a bit boring. But um, that's my only sort of, that's my criticism of the game i thought the, the last three levels were a bit yeah samey
1: fair enough that's that makes sense and uh that'll be something for people to look out for if they're enjoying the first two maybe expected to sort of plateau a little bit as <laughs> yeah. game, or maybe just quit after the first two and then you've played the best part of the game um let's go so it's going to the final part of this now we've got the system in place, so you can this is all optional for you so i'm going to read out your options what you can you can do for Sifu. You can give it a a platinum, which is a special game. Something you'll remember as a favourite for years to come. Gold. A great game. Something you'll remember as a highlight for some time. Silver. A good game. Something you'll remember as solid and worthwhile. Bronze. A decent game. Something you'll remember positively, but with some caveats. So first of all, do you want to recognise Sifu with any of those accolades and it'll be forever preserved in the, the dimp Digital Gaming Gallery or do you want to chuck it into the bin of the blowers where it falls <laughs> off into the gaming void and we just say well that's gone now so, sorry slow cap. I know there's only 30 of you but Biff didn't like it so it goes in the bin
2: no I'd, I'd definitely give it a silver oh lovely uh, yeah I think it's a, a good game really good game um, it's got it's problems it's not perfect and it ain't gonna Blow you away, but although I moaned about it being 32 quid and fairly short, mm. if you're paying 70 quid for a AAA title now, it's, it's well worth 30 quid to go out and just give it a blast. Near the few months' time, it'll probably be less than that. So, you know, yeah. by the time you've played all the AAA titles, come back to this and you'll get yourself a bargain. But it's well worth playing through. I don't think you'd ever anyone be
1: disappointed. Well, so I think it's a testament that you went back and played through it again and, and enjoyed it because that just shows that, you know, the gameplay must be solid and enjoyable. It must it just I know those sort of games where you just feel empowered when you go back and you're like, I'm gonna fucking whoop your ass now. After all the fucking headaches you gave me, I'm gonna go back and slaughter you. Um Yeah. That's uh that's that, that's definitely something to pick out there. Well that's seafood, so it's got itself a nice silver, it'll go up in our, our gaming gallery, we'll get that, you know, erected and probably do a, a museum or something for people to walk around one day once the the cash starts rolling in. I did want to get quick thoughts on a couple of games, a couple of big games from earlier in the year. First one, Horizon Forbidden West. Now, you finished this, correct me if I'm wrong. I did. But you did skip through about 80% of the story, is what I'm led, I did. What I'm led to believe. <laughs> so, yeah. quick thoughts, like good, bad, indifferent. What did you like? What didn't you like about Horizon Forbidden West? Because you got to the end of it, and it's a, it's a long game. It's not short. My any stretch of the imagination, but you expedited that with your uh, with doing the unforgivable for me and that skipping cutscenes. But you know,
2: so basically, I thought it was a really good game. I love the gameplay, um, and the, you know, graphically, I thought it looked very good. And it, you know, mm. the combat's excellent, and the you know some are old enemies that were in the last game, but a lot of new ones. But I just, I just found the story so boring. I just thought, oh my god, I can't. I can't I listen thought you, to
1: it. I thought you would because you mentioned this on the first one that you hated yeah. all the all the tribal fucking Mother Earth sunlight bollocks sun king this all this crap and you know there is more of it. it. <laughs> there is more of it. There is more of it. You know, there's there's it's a it's set in that world where those tribes <laughs> how people operate. There's kind of no getting away from it. Oh, I'm on the opposite. I actually quite like all that shit. So I I was happy to go go through all that, but. I um yeah. I I had a <laughs> a thought about you when you first started this. I was like, this is very tribe heavy. And I know he's not he's not into all this. So so that wasn't a good thing. He still liked all the core combat and the you know the machines. They added a hell of a lot of new machines, which was good. But yeah, yeah, you know, he still played through to to its completion. Um, I'm going to ask you the same question I asked about seafood. Where would you put it on that little accolade? Would you? It's, uh, uh, where's it going to go I there? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Cause just, just for reference, the first one, you gave a gold.
2: Gold. To be honest, it, it probably would get a gold um, again. Because, it, you know, I played through it and it's, you know, God knows how many hours I put into it. How many hours is it to complete that, do you reckon? I know you've done it the whole shebang.
1: I think, like, it seems like 50 hours seems to be, 30 to 50 for, like, normal people, but then you can go up to 80 to 100 depending on how slow you're going.
2: Yeah, so I've probably done 30, 40 <clears throat> hours on it, skipping those cutscenes, but it didn't feel like I was putting 34 hours, 30, 40 hours into it. It sort of flew by. Um and I always sort of enjoyed it. Even bits where I'd die, I'd think, no, that's you know, it's not winding me up, I can see why I've died sort of thing. So I, I thought it is a solid game and they did they did change enough that it kept it sort of fresh. It wasn't sort of like, oh, same old, same old. Just that fucking story. Just <laughs> Christ alive. <laughs>
1: So wait, it seems like you're teetering between a silver and a gold here. You're not yeah,
2: sure. yeah, yeah. It's uh, half silver, half gold. No, or silver, can... braid gold.
1: <laughs> you got to commit to one.
2: I'll go gold. It's all arse now.
1: Well, that's... Well, I mean, it's a high-quality game at the end of the day. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I enjoyed it, but I enjoyed most of it, which was... Um, I wasn't surprised that, and then I have to get your thoughts on Elden Ring because uh, oh, I know you didn't finish this, so you haven't got to go through that rigmarole of trying to, you know, put it in the gallery or whatever you want to do. But you played a f- quite a lot of this, from the sounds of things, you had it for a while, went out and eighty bought hours, it, eighty hours committed to it, and and didn't finish it. I mean, you've played through Sekiro, which you got through, finished, completed, didn't get on well with Bloodborne, Gascoigne. Put you out of your misery, and you didn't want to go back to him. No. An Elden Ring sounds well. In Eighty hours is longer than what you've done in, in both of those games, probably combined. So there must have been something there. Is it just that the game just doesn't end, and you're like, I can't be bothered with this anymore?
2: Yeah, it just, it just, you just never feel like you're getting the hang of it. You just feel like you're no. always getting the shit kicked out of you. I feel just <laughs> like when I said like Sifu's hard. There is a point where you learn it and you mm. think, well, I can basically, I can get through this. I might die a couple of times, but I can get from the end of one level to the other. Yes. It's just it's just fucking brutal. Every time you step into a new room or you see a new enemy, you think, oh, I'm going to die. I'm yeah. going to die. And unless you're massively overpowered, even if you're overpowered, like, I didn't know, but you can sort of Google a boss and it will tell you what level you should be at. Right, okay. To fight the boss. Atkins gave him that tip because I was, getting the shit that fucking out of me.
1: cheat is this what i mean about when... the game people just they look everything up the game don't give you nothing and they're like well look it up and it's like well sure that's a failure of the game imagine imagine playing it with no internet
2: yeah you wouldn't be <laughs> i
1: wouldn't be able to play it It'd be impossible
2: all. yeah um and uh, i was like fighting bosses and i was like 30 40 levels over the boss still getting the shit <laughs> kicked out of me i just uh, you know it got to a point i was just like i've it was enjoyable to a point, and I just thought, after 80 hours, I can't do it anymore. I've had my feelings. Atkins sort of reckons I was maybe just over halfway, maybe a little bit more than just over that. three hell. quarters, nearly Nearly three quarters. So I just thought, I can't do it, put another 30, 40 hours into it. Fuck fair,
1: that. that. It's fair enough. Uh, the, one of the big things that people have made out, oh, sorry, made out, they've, they're, they're, they're praising the game for, is the open world you know you've, you there's no quest markers for example you just it's got that little light of grace to go sort of to the main areas but you're just sort of left and encouraged to go off and explore how did how did you get on with that because a lot of the open world games that we play are quest markers you go here you know where the mission is you progress you move on whereas in Elden ring is people scratching their ass for 15 hours around the rocks that have no, nothing to do with anything and they, they but they stumble across this like cove or something and go on a really interesting little dungeon trip but how did you find that sort of style of open world in comparison to say even horizon which came out a few weeks before
2: um yeah it is it is interesting to have it like that um i remember reading about it and people saying oh if you come across a really hard boss it's all right you can just fuck off and go somewhere else but yeah. there was just another hard boss it's just <laughs> an island of hard bosses no matter <laughs> where i seem to go i was getting beaten up um so it, some of the bits are interesting though like you say you can have a wander off and then you find a cave and you go into a dungeon and then there's like all sorts in there and then you find another one or find a castle and you know it is interesting that there's like a real varied mixture of um sort of environments it's not as sort of bleak as bloodborne everything just black i mean demon souls or the other one that everything was just black and oh yeah, you dreary. tried that as well didn't you yeah i didn't get very far with that one but i got further than bloodborne yeah um and, you know, so there, there is a lot of environment there. there. There are a lot of variations of enemies and things like that. And it is interesting, it, you know, the horse is good as well because it's mm. sort of, you can sort of fight on the back and, uh, you know, adds another dimension to the game. But, um, yeah, it's just, just so fucking hard. Just so hard.
1: Would you prefer more games to do the, the no quest marker and, and waypoint approach or do you feel like... No. That, maybe occasionally, but not every game.
2: Yeah, uh, it... The thing is, it's just like no logic to anything either. Like, you would see a woman, and she'd say something really cryptic, a bit of riddle, and yeah. about yeah, and then about fifteen hours later, you'd come to the place, and you'd have to remember what the fucking riddle, she, and I wouldn't even be able to remember where she was, and so, you know, you'd have to Google it. And I just thought it'd be it'd help me more if I just had a list of what, stuff that I had to do.
1: Or I've said, even if they don't want to do that, just just log the conversation. What the yeah, what the riddle was that, and the yeah. woman said. And then you can it's not going to give anything away. It's just there for memory, so you haven't got to fucking write it down a bit of paper. Yeah,
2: but... it's honestly, and you spend a lot, like I found because I'm, I you know some people would say it's a bit easy, but I found a lot. i was spending more time on my phone than I was on the game. Just like yeah. sitting with my phone, going, like, "Where do I go now? Right. What, what does that mean? What the fuck does this?" So you could have done with do? a map full of right icons
1: level? telling you where to go. And yeah, <laughs> yeah,
2: basically, yeah. It would have made the game a bit more enjoyable for me rather than just wandering around getting the shit kicked out of me. Fair
1: enough, fair enough. I know people scream at the purity of those games, but. There's, there are times when I think, well, what are we doing here? We're going back. That's what we used to do in the 90s. How hard game. it is. It didn't tell you nothing. Surprised I haven't
2: brought a magazine out you have to subscribe to and it gives you like a bit every week and things like that that you used to when you were a kid.
1: It will get there eventually. It will get you eventually, but it'll be an NFT. You have, to, you have to download it with your <laughs> cryptocurrency. But anyway, Biff, <laughs> thanks for that. I, I enjoyed that chat. That was um, that was good fun. Good to hear about CIFA and get your thoughts on Horizon, Forbidden West, and Elden Ring. Uh, I know the audience would have joined it as well. Everybody else should know where to go. You can go to patreon.com forward slash dimpdigital if you wish to support us and the show. But there's nothing more for us to say here, though, other than thanks for your time and ta-da.